Sawbones is a show about medical history, and nothing the hosts say should be taken as medical advice or opinion. It's for fun. Can't you just have fun for an hour and not try to diagnose your mystery boil? We think you've earned it. Just sit back, relax, and enjoy a moment of distraction from that weird growth. You're worth it. All right. Tommy is about some books. One, two, one, two, three, four. Welcome to Sawbones, a marital tour of misguided medicine. I'm your co-host, Justin McElroy. And I'm Sydney McElroy. Justin, I'm kind of upset. I'm kind of in a bad mood. Yeah, why? I don't, I just, I'm really disappointed in myself. Oh, um, sweetheart, why? Yeah, because, I mean, you know, I like to get things right. Yep. I don't like to, one, one quality about me is that I don't like to do things that I can't kind of be the best at or right. you know do perfectly sure sort yes of. yes and it has been brought to my attention that we you know we did that series on patent medicines yeah right do you remember yeah, it was a three-parter when we were on tour yes it was, a, it was our live shows we covered all the the patent medicine men and women mostly men but also women who tried to sell people fake medicine before you know we had laws to prevent you from just like lying rampantly about anything you wanted to about medicine uh and and when you actually had to start telling people what was in it we apparently left somebody out uh well was it a big one or yeah uh i i think you could say it was a big one since this was a guy who was uh known as the king of quacks by Mm. the ama the american medical association and he also referred to himself as the last of the old time medicine men yeah it seems like a notable omission from our from our repertoire yeah i'm really i don't know how i missed this guy um well i but but i did and i'm just really disappointed in myself because now i think uh, all of our listeners knowledge of old-timey patent medicine salesman is incomplete i would tend to blame sam beckett if usually if i make a mistake like that i tend to think that he changed something in history that had Mm. a reverberating effect down through the years to this guy so this guy maybe was just a schlub before sam beckett inhabited his body or his dad's body or his dad's dad's body or his dad's mom's dad's body and uh changed (laughs) history somehow and now he's a big deal and it wasn't when we did the shows initially why do you think there's not a show about that? Like quantum about Sam Beckett about quantum leaping quantum and messing leap up history for everybody. Oops. There is it's called quantum leap. No, no, I mean like the oops, like quantum Just leap oops, oops, all, oops like all, all the stuff that happens after he leaps, like the oops. oops uh, that w- that yeah. looked good, but guess what else? Here's the yeah. rest of the story. There's a pretty good sitcom in there, but um Isn't wh- that no, that's the butterfly effect. Why don't we try to clean up our oops first and then we can worry about the rest of Sam Beckett's? All right. Well, I want to tell you about Curtis Housebringer. Okay. Okay. Uh, and thank you to Bryson for calling my attention to this this terrible oversight on my part. And this terrible person, I guess, right? 
yeah i i you know i try not to to pass i mean that's my job i think of questionable questionable ethics you could say mr springer dr springer if you if you feel like it i guess uh was born in birmingham in 1896 we know that he attended high school for some period of less than two years okay and that he did uh complete one year of bible school Okay. As far as we know, that's pretty much it for any sort of education or, or training in any sort of trade. Okay. Uh, he was married a couple times. He had a few kids. If you asked him, he would tell you that before he he got into his, his big job, the job that we're going to talk about that he was known for as a, as a medicine man, uh, he allegedly served in the U.S. Army as a private and taught boxing. Yeah, you know, anytime it takes uh, us 30 seconds or less to recap someone's medical credentials, um, it probably is not, does not bode well for them. No, no. I, I and that, it, there's a similar air of, uh, I, I don't know if any of this other stuff I'm telling you is really true. Okay, good. <laughs> in terms of, in terms of the rest <laughs> Enjoy of your history life. podcast, everybody. <laughs> well, no, I mean, he told people that he taught boxing in the army. I don't think we ever had any evidence that he was in to the, the best army or taught boxing. Yeah. I don't know if he did that. He did work at, we think, selling sheet music for a while. And that at some point he may have worked at an automotive and technical school that, that closed down at some point after that so okay, that's unclear. i, I would well. buy to me my barometer my truthiness barometer is uh probably wouldn't make up story about selling sheet music <laughs> might make up story about teaching punching to the fight men like that sounds like <laughs> something you might cook up that's fair that's not it's, it might not be as impressive to yeah. say and i and also i sold sheet music for a while sold, sold chopin he moved around a while, uh, Florida, Chicago, different places, and it's not until the 1930s when things start to get weird. When okay. we start to, when, when Mr. Springer, Curtis, can we call him Curtis, starts to kind of make his mark on human history. He starts touring the Midwest at this point, and he's giving lectures different places, and he's he when he gives the lecture obviously he has to give them some sort of credentials like why would we allow you to lecture at right. our university or you know whatever association exactly? organization exactly and he said uh sometimes that he was the dean of greer college which had been a college it was closed by the time he was claiming to be dean of it he would sometimes refer to himself as a representative from one of several different schools the national academy just that. Just that. Just yeah, National Academy. Yeah, sure. The Springer School of Humanism, note, does have his last does name it, yeah. in the title. Uh, the American College of Doctors and Surgeons, and the Westlake West Virginia College. Oh, well, I'm familiar with that one. You are? No, I just thought it would be weird if it was in West Virginia, and I wasn't. Oh, well, it, I mean, they're fake. Like, he made up all these places. Nice. Nice. Uh, and I'm sorry I lied. There were there were also two non-existent osteopathy schools that he made up, one uh, in Pennsylvania and one in New Jersey uh, that he also claimed to be a representative from, which I feel like if you're going to just say you're a rep, like if you're already going to make up the school, just yeah. go for it. Just say like you're dean, dean or of, chair of some department or yeah. whatever, like if you're just going to make up the school. Uh, well, maybe he, he they were worried they'd introduce him to somebody else who had the same job title he had and he would have to like talk shop with them. Like, uh, deaning. Can you believe it? <laughs> What's your least favorite part about it? Like, oh man, the 
a one form, you know, the one we always we all hate and joke about. The dean form. That one dean form that we all can't stand. You know it. <laughs> I hate I hate foot rub day when we have to go around and give foot rubs to the chairs of all the different. Why departments. did they even come up with the rule of foot rub day? It's demoralizing. <laughs> I could really trap somebody in a game like that. I bet. Why? I don't know. I just feel like I'd be clever. I think you'd be good at, think at, I'd be uh, good at that and making something up that sounds plausible for a dean to do, but isn't true. If you need to fool a dean, there's only one name you turn to, <laughs> Sydney, Dean Sydney McElroy. She's not a dean, but we bet you were fooled <laughs> because we called her one. Sydney McElroy's the way to go. Call three four six five nine nine zero. Don't call that number. That's, that's a law that's a firm. Lawyer. Don't here. call. Don't call that. Please don't call that law firm that Justin a, just gave you the number for. That's a law firm in, here in Huntington where they're like they wrote a jingle once and then they added more people to the firm and they keep jamming more names in. It used to be pretty good. Danny Klein is the way to go, and now they got like a bunch of dudes in there. It's like Farmer Klein and Kimberlin, also Peterson, and also Richards, also. <laughs> Way to go. It's a good jingle, though, because obviously it's Justin... It's worked on me. If Justin I ever need the law, I'm calling Danny Klein. First thing. <laughs> You're just going to call that number. I don't know who works here now. Hello, is this lawyer? I need you. I did a bad. <laughs> Help. I need law. I need law, please. So uh, along with uh, claiming that he was a representative of these different uh, fake places, he also started claiming various degrees. Sometimes he was an MD, sometimes he was a DO, sometimes he was a PhD. Uh, although he would he would have these lectures and you could attend them for free. So he wouldn't charge you to come listen to his whatever he was making up. He would uh, do one of two things to help make money. He would pass around a hat and get donations, which wasn't hard to do. You know, once you already showed up and you're listening to the sky and you bought into everything, and then you feel bad if, if he's like, and please leave me some money so I can keep spreading. I thought you were word. saying it wasn't hard for him to pass his hat around. It's like, well, yes, and he just turned it upside down and <laughs> get to town. Well, I suppose it wasn't physically hard for him to do that either. Uh, he he would also What's upsell he doing? you, Rebecca. What's he doing? Have you ever seen anything like this? This hat's upside down. This hat's upside down. It, it won't go fit that, on his head that way. Doesn't go that way. People are putting money in it, Rebecca. He would also he would also upsell you on personal lectures uh, mm. that he could give you in psychoanalysis, one of his specialties, not, but one of the things he claimed to be a specialist in. And if you bought into his lecture, there's no reason to think you might not pay the twenty five bucks and get the special special set of private lessons. Right. Uh, in addition, at some point in this time period, he started calling himself a Methodist minister as well. Sure. Uh, lectures so some of the lectures and also the the books and pamphlets that he would hand out at these lectures just to give you kind of an idea as to what he was talking about uh, the the titles varied so there was one lecture called picking a husband for keeps (laughs) Uh, I guess as opposed to for not keeps yeah Uh, character analysis success through self-mastery okay foods a healthy body requires and the layman's handbook of life I like that one. I'd read that. I like. He sounds like he was like nowadays. This guy probably could have just been a life coach. Yeah, like a a self help kind of guru. Yeah, I mean that's. I think he was just he was just a life coach before his before we had those. So he had to make up a bunch of other stuff that he right. was. Uh, in 1934, he applied for airtime in Chicago. He wanted to start broadcasting what now had become a mixture of both evangelizing and then like healthy lifestyle tips and medical help and psychoanalysis and well, just kind anything. Of one-stop shop. Exactly. And he wanted to start broadcasting that to everybody. So 
he uh he went and applied for airtime one station turned him down because he at this point was already being investigated by the american medical association and the, and the better business bureau uh but wcfl gave him two slots a day Ah. And he took advantage of that, and he started using that time to evangelize again to talk about even things like politics. He was a big supporter of FDR and the New Deal, and he talked about that quite a bit. Um, and then sometimes he would just sing gospel songs, and other times he would sell fake medicine. Sure, this is more or less why we're talking about this. Guy. Uh, my dad is living proof to let anybody on the radio. This is not that surprising. <laughs> and this guy, by all accounts, was a fairly good singer. So if for nothing else. You know. See, that's what people, DJs this day lack. They're not like full service entertainment hubs. You know no. what I mean? They have to play records. This was before other songs were invented. So the DJs had to sing and <laughs> make up commercials on the spot. It was exhausting. Which is, see, it wasn't her, It wasn't his fault that he was selling all this fake medicine. He had to make up commercials for something. And he, he would, Yeah, he would say like, and let's go to commercial. And then there'd be dead air. I'd be like, oh my God, I have to sell something. I have to make up a medicine. I have to make up a medicine. I, I, I pretended to have those medical... See, he didn't have a medical degree for real, so it's not like he really knew. What else was he going to do? Yeah. So he made some stuff up. First four of all... four-hour shifts, a lot of time to fill. First of all, he made up something called Rehib, which was an antacid that was mainly just sodium bicarbonate. It also had some peppermint oil in there. Not so Tums. Yeah. Well, <laughs> there you go. Well, no, <laughs> not that not, crazy? Not even, not even Tums, no. No? Calcium. Uh, oh carbon. right, right, right. Sodium yeah. bicarb is baking soda, right? Yep. Okay, not not um, not your I'm best. Sorry. Not your best bet for an antacid. No, <laughs> no, no. Not Tom's. Especially not if you drank vinegar earlier, because that's <laughs> not gonna go great. <laughs> he, <laughs> you have like a volcano in your stomach now. People who would be doing that would definitely, definitely be drinking vinegar beforehand. <laughs> you know that happened to somebody. You're a science project. Here's a guy. It's got the rabies. Put him down. <laughs> Look, he's filming at the mouth. Or dress him up like a volcano, take him to the science fair, win a blue ribbon. A plus, or whatever <laughs> they had for A pluses back then. Uh, you, there was also another another medicine that was pr fairly popular. It was the antediluvian tea. I like that name, antediluvian. Yeah, it's a nice one. It was really just a uh, a botanical laxative tea bag. Great. So it was like it was it looked like a tea bag except for it was full of laxatives. So then you would make tea out of it, and well. Well, you can probably figure out the rest. Get busy. You got, I mean, you knew it worked. Sure. He One of his most popular items was a do-it-yourself home hemorrhoid kit. Sounds like he already sold that. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like the prior item. Maybe repackaged, <laughs> rebranded. No, you don't want it. You don't want that business happening if you're, you've got hemorrhoids. Yeah. Irritate that. Well, to, uh, to give yourself hemorrhoids? Is that the kit? Yes. yes. <laughs> do-it-yourself home, give yourself hemorrhoids. That's what kit. I mean. Yeah. Uh, there was something he, he sold called manna. Uh, delicious manna, I should say, which was just some sort of. <laughs> None of people do that. Just, <laughs> just call delicious. it delicious. Delicious. <laughs> then they have to, you have, legally have to say it's delicious. Uh, it was actually just a vegetarian food supplement, and he had a lot of food supplements. This was a big thing for him. It would just like they would be labeled like this is a vegetarian one, this is a protein one, uh, this one has iodine in it. Um, just different things and they were just I don't know they were just some sort of pill or package of powder or something that supposedly had it probably just had either like a bunch of dehydrated ingredients in it or it would actually just be some mixture of juices yeah and that was pretty much it uh, but he sold a lot of stuff in that line there was nerve cell food anthron I like youth because it's supposed to sound like the word youth, youth but yeah. it's y-u-t-h nice youth. 
there was something called the Hollywood Pep Cocktail. I want. I I would take two of those, please. That sounds I know great. you would. I know he would sell you on that right Some away. Some old Vim Vigor, just like my heroes, Clark Gable. I'd love that. So there were lots of different ones. I, I wrote them all down just because I, I really appreciate some of them. I like I like Neptunes. I like Tropicos. I think people buy that. There was FWO, which was Foods for Women is what it was told. Like, this is food for women. It's FWO. Uh, Norm. 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 That was the Norm. name of one of his. Uh, Zymud. Uh, he had special foot crystals, which I'll tell you more about in a little bit. There was one called Mohair. I bet you could guess what that did. Uh, it helped you grow your hair. It gave you mohair. Gave you mohair. Okay. <laughs> Alaroids, Embroids, Imperials, Organic Return, Dango, Shangri-La. It just was endless. These are excellent. Yes, they were. They were creative, and none of them did anything. And he sold them with great enthusiasm. And uh, sometimes he'd send them to you for free. Wow. If if you just felt moved by the spirit to send him a donation in return, he'd greatly appreciate it. Wow. It's great. Cause it's a great deal. You get the both great ends of that deal. <laughs> you get to give money to God and you get free stuff, man. What a deal. Uh, what, what was next for this guy, Sydney? I'm, I'm assuming he didn't stay shackled to, to this small potatoes biz. Oh no, no. There's much more in store, but before we go there, why don't you head with me to the billing department? Let's go. The medicines, the medicines that Sydney, you know how you're always saying that you'd like to build a Justin McRoy fan site full of all your favorite quotes, clips, videos, and hunky pictures of beloved podcaster Justin McRoy? I don't remember. Well, there's that... no need to wait any longer, Sydney, because Squarespace is going to make it easier than you could possibly believe to make a website uh, all about your favorite hunky podcasting superstar. I don't think I was going Squarespace, to... Squarespace, what is it? It's a tool. Think of it as... The palette, the palette of a web design artist. But you don't have to be a web design artist. You could just take stuff off the palette that is created by real people that know what they're really doing and put it from the palette onto the easel. The metaphor is broken down. Basically, you're going to be able to create great looking websites that have fantastic customer support and help you unlock your creativity and do whatever you want to with your small business or podcaster obsession. You can sell products. You can uh, post your videos. You can share your stories about how Justin has shaped your life and is also a fantastic father. Folks, you got to stop waiting to make your Justin McElroy fan site. Go to squarespace.com slash sawbones for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch your Justin McElroy fan site, use offer code sawbones to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. We have just started rehearsing for the summer theater. That's right. Summer starts in March around these parts, and that means we don't have much time at all in the evenings to make dinner. But we will not be just consuming Wendy's, uh, although there will be some Wendy's consumed. But we are going to have a little extra help with Factor, which delivers ready-to-eat delicious meals right to your door. And not like junky stuff you get out of the freezer aisle, whatever. This is real high-quality, chef-crafted stuff that in two minutes you're ready to eat it. I'm talking about some Southwestern-style turkey and mac. I think this week I'm going to be enjoying a shredded chicken taco bowl is 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 part of my plan. Um, but they got, like, fancy stuff. Listen to this. Where are you going to get this? Truffle butter filet mignon. I mean, seriously? 
from 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 a, a box pre-prepared. All I got at two minutes. I'm eating filet mignon. That sounds delicious. Yeah, it sounds delicious. And you can give these a try. And it's not just these meals. We're talking pancakes, smoothies. They got some great wellness shots that are surprisingly delicious. And the meals you just eat and eat. There's no prepping, cooking, or cleanup. Get as much as you need by choosing your meals every week. You're going to get exactly what you want. No surprises here. Uh, and the meals, I can say, are delicious. So what do you got to lose? Head on over to factormeals.com slash sawbones50 and use code sawbones50 to get 50% off. That's code sawbones50 at factormeals.com slash sawbones50 to get 50% off. Okay, Sid, I am, uh, I, I've, we caught up on the medicines that this cat created. What's his name again? Uh, this is Curtis Housebringer. Curtis House, Curtis, Curtis, How, How Springer, Springer. Got to name check him. I forgot yeah. it. Mister Springer, if fake Doctor Springer. If yes. you feel like calling him Doctor Springer, just for the if you're nastier, Doctor Springer. <laughs> uh, what was next for him? So, uh, because he was having so much success in the fake medicine arena, he started opening a series of health spas. First, there was Haven of Rest in Pennsylvania, which got closed because he wasn't paying any taxes on it cool uh he tried some others in pennsylvania he moved on to maryland moved to iowa all of them were either briefly operational before he got closed down again for not paying taxes or he could never even get them up and running he was starting to get quite a reputation as you can imagine so in 1944 uh he had actually he had married a new a new lady and she helped him in this pursuit they uh, filed a mining claim on some land in the Mojave Desert. Okay. Now Sounds like he's finally going legit. The thing about a mining claim, and I had to read a little bit about this to understand what, what happens for this for this gentleman, is that you have to, like, you can file the claim, and it's federal land, right, that he's mm-hmm. filing this claim on. So he gets to go try to uncover what he believes or what he claims are some precious mem- minerals that you can't necessarily get somewhere else, right, and that have some sort of benefit or value. So that is the, that's kind of the spirit in which you would file such a claim. Mm -hmm. Well, instead he starts turning it into his dream spa. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, There was already an abandoned army post and an old railroad station there. And he kind of used that plus uh, created a whole new infrastructure for the spa. He also named it. He named the town and the spa itself. And the name of this town and spa, which is still there today, well, the, the town is the buildings, you can go, you can see it, is Zyzik's. Great, that, great name. That is Z-Z-Y-Z-X. Easy to remember, easier to spell. Great Zyzik's. name. Why did he call it Zyzik's? I don't know. I, I was hoping you knew. Because if you can imagine where this would be listed in some sort of uh, phone book or directory, uh-huh. it was the last word in health. <laughs> That's good. So really good. It's in, it's still in uh, San Bernardino County. It's at the end of a country road named Sizek's Road. Uh, And initially it was just a bunch of tents, but then he obviously needed to build some buildings. So Mm -hmm. he went down to Skid Row in LA and hired uh, as many homeless people as he could find. He would actually continue to recruit homeless people as he grew his infrastructure there uh, throughout this time period. Um, he uh, he built a road that he called the Boulevard of Dreams. Perfect. And the the people that he employed, he would offer them free room and board for their services. So he would actually pay them. He would just say, "Hey, come build these 
all these concrete structures that he built and if you do that then i'll you know you can stay here for free and somehow he manipulated that into making his spa taxes tax exempt as well sounds like this guy's crushing it what a, <laughs> a lot of good work he's helped a lot of people getting a new spa out there everybody appreciates that so uh, this this grew from just some concrete buildings to uh, to include a fake hot spring. It's fake because he said it was a hot spring, but it was really just a bunch of pools that ha- he had boilers under. <laughs> so they <laughs> weren't hot springs, but he said they were. Uh, a 60-room hotel. Like I said, there was the spa. There was a, a big church. Uh, there was a radio station. Uh, I think the church itself, part of it was shaped like a giant cross, too. So it was, like, visually impressive as well. There was an airstrip there he called Zyport. <laughs> he had a castle built on the property. There wow. was a man-made lake. There was a food processing plant for all of his weird food supplements. And there was a printing plant as well. Sounds like he's really making something of himself. And all the while, he, from his now, his own radio studio that he has on site, he is now broadcasting a syndica- syndicated program to 221 U.S. stations and 102 stations abroad, uh, selling both uh, prepackaged the Word of God and some fake patent medicines all in one. This um, guy is awesome. He claimed cures for everything with these medicines, everything, anything you came up with, he could fix for you. And he was happy to send you the cures for whatever ailed you, whether it be heartburn or, you know, diarrhea or acne or allergies or cancer, that too. Anything you had, he could send you a cure for free because it, he was doing God's work. Uh, but if you didn't mind, a little donation help continue the good work that he's doing this is awesome would be nice this guy is doing such a good job um and he would of course send you a donation form to fill out and send back with the free product that he gave you right is uh, it uh <laughs> and then he'd send back a uh well, let's not call it a receipt it's like a <laughs> donate it's like a thank you note it's just a donation form yeah it also had a space on it for your favorite radio station <laughs> <laughs> Um, he also would obviously allow people come. What radio station just stole half of your money and give you a <laughs> fake cure for cancer? WZZX. It's my favorite. He had everything but a t-shirt cannon, really. Yeah, really. So the if you wanted to come stay at his spa, yeah, there was there was some extra stuff in addition to the cures that he would give you, you know, over the radio. There was some extra stuff you'd get. There were a couple of rules you had to follow: no alcohol, no arguing. Okay. You could smoke, though, certain places while you were there. All right. Uh, and you would get the special cures. Uh, you'd get a lot of extra fruit and vegetable juice mixes. Um, a lot of really expensive laxatives mm-hmm. were thrown your way. Some goat milk, hemorrhoid creams. Uh, twice a day, he would project a sermon over the loudspeakers. Uh, one of his most popular treatments that you would receive while you're at the spa was just a mixture of carrots, celery, turnips, parsley, and brown sugar. Sounds delicious. Does it? Uh, back in those days, that was like the most decadent <laughs> dessert possible. Dessert? Yeah. Celery with brown sugar? I've read some stuff about like Victory Gardens and the kind of things that they treated like desserts. I think that's pretty good. <laughs> You'd get lots of uh, lots of treatment from the local, the, the minerals and whatever that they said they were unearthing, you mm-hmm. know, to kind of help support their mining claim. You would get mud packs from the local mud and like the special clay that they told you had... So, you know things in it that weren't found anywhere else in the world and these crystal rubs with these salt crystals from the local minerals that would float to the top of these 
pools and they would go sift off the crystals and that they contained things that that no other mineral crystals on earth could contain. Mm -hmm. uh, and he sold these too. Zizek's foot crystals were sold all over too. Um, there was also something uh, that they would have you do there where it was, there was a product called Zypac and you would buy the Zypac and then the treatment they would have you go through is to put it on your scalp mm -hmm. and then bend over until you feel flushed because then you know the Zypac's working. That's, I, yeah, I'll take two. Uh, you could lay in the sun, you could soak in the mineral spring, uh, the most common foods you were served were rabbit and fruit and homemade ice cream. Sounds great. Sounds really nice. So he had a pretty good deal going for yeah, quite no a while. kidding. This guy had this place going for something like 30 years. How did anybody bring him down? This is awesome. So what finally ended the madness is the fact that, quite simply, you can only schnooker the federal government for so long. Yeah. They want their, their taste. They eventually, got their beak wet. Eventually, they got wise to the idea that this guy was not only, um, you know, he had filed this mining, mining claim, taken this federal land, built a health spa from which he was making money. <laughs> but then he also started selling or leasing out parts of the land to other people. Like subletting the yes, stuff like that he stole. Yes, like subletting the land yeah. to people who were his followers, kind of like people who just really wanted to live close to him because right. they believed so deeply in what he did. So he would let them come live on his land and then pay him to build houses and live there. And that's finally when the government went, whoa, 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 what okay. is happening? What are we, what is this place? We let him call it what? Zizix? <laughs> who, who was in charge of this? <laughs> Larry. We're just letting everybody. Was this you, Larry? Larry. What were you doing out there? I didn't name it after me. Larry <laughs> Zizix. <laughs> um, so at that point, uh, like I said, the feds got wise. They started investigating the mining claim. And basically, he had never turned up any minerals that really justified the claim. So you can't just keep the land for free at that point. And he was taken to court. Uh, the great thing is that because he was taken to court and because the the crux of it was that he was claiming that there were special minerals there that weren't really there. Uh, the way that he proved it was by presenting all of his fake products for them uh -huh, to right. check out and test and analyze. So I found the court documents with like the analysis of all these different products and the feds breaking them down with their chemists until basically they're like, these aren't special mineral crystals. It's like salt. Salt and, and this dirt. This isn't special clay. This is just plain <laughs> old clay that you get anywhere. It's funny because they, they, they investigated all the stuff he was selling and said, none of this is special. None of this, you know, justifies the mining claim that you have on this land. You're not mining. You have a health spa. We, we're on to you now. Right. There was one place where he actually, they did actually find some gold on his land, no. but he had never claimed, like, he, he that wasn't part of his argument in the lawsuit. So had some gold there for a rainy day. Some, yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, he it's like he never investigated. He never explored that. Yeah. So there may have been, I don't know, but it doesn't matter. The point is, he was lying. It was to build a health spa and sell fake medicines, and they got on to him. You do so, time? Well, he was, in addition to losing his land and the government seized all of the buildings and everything that he had constructed... He was also convicted of false advertising because of this analysis right. of all of his products that was done. He got a 60-day sentence, and he served 49 days of it. That uh, was it. Not bad. That was it. Uh, on the bright side, uh, a kind of a consortium of local universities took over the land and the buildings. Okay. They turned it into the Desert Studies Center, uh -huh. which still stands and is still used to study the unique environment of the, of the Mojave Desert to this day. Well, so he yeah. was, so I guess what you're saying is he was right 
all along. No, no, I am. Folks, I'm that's going to do I'm it not, for us no, here I'm on Sawbones. Thank you no. again to MeUndies who are dedicated to providing <laughs> the world's most comfortable underwear. Go to MeUndies.com slash Sawbones for free shipping and 20% off your first order. Thanks to taxpayers for letting us use our song medicines as the intro and outro of our program. Uh, we sure appreciate it. Uh, Sid, do you have anything you'd like to plug? No, I just want to say he wasn't right. Okay. He wasn't uh, right. No, sorry, he was Sid, absolutely wrong. It was have. just, thanks for the building. My hard drive here Man. is full. Uh, go listen to the city show, Still Buffering with her sister, Riley. Uh, the new episode is about sex education, and it is awesome. Uh, you can find that on iTunes or at teengoogle.com. Thanks to Maximum Fun Network for letting us be a part of their extended podcast family. they got a lot of great shows. You can find them all at MaximumFun.org. Folks, that's going to do it for us. Until the next time we have something to talk with you about. My name is Justin McElroy. I'm Sydney McElroy. And as always, don't drill a hole in your head. MaximumFun.org Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported.